Do you like watching the Olympics? Have you ever thought of becoming an Olympian yourself? Well, USA Weightlifting provides athletes with an opportunity to continue their athletic career following retirement from football. Their transitional athlete program offers a route to becoming an Olympian. Don't take it from me though. Listen to Daniel, who's been training with USA Weightlifting and says it was the perfect way to get started in the sport. I would totally advise uh, somebody to do this transitional athlete program. Uh, it, it's almost like a rubric for them to go off of instead of just kind of learning and uh, just trying to start somewhere and not know who to talk to or where to start. Going into it, it's definitely uh, something that if you've never looked at it before, never looked at Olympic lifting or anything, it's very kind of makes you feel nervous going into it. Definitely go into it full-fledged if I, if I did again, even if I knew nothing about it. So, uh, you know, anybody that's kind of timid about getting started or looking at this, definitely dive into it, something you might fall in love with always wanted to like represent you know the country in some way or another so this is like the steps and starting that it's just you know honor something that i've been looking at since i was young to try out register at www.usawrecruiting.com today and maybe you'll be their next 2024 olympian nobody out three and two on charlotte Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray Lindsay breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis guy start the show um you really don't think you'd be able to do usa weightlifting i just feel like i'm i want to pick my battles here it's like going into like fall of my freshman year of high school it was like all right do i play football or do i play golf i'm better at golf so i, I went with golf and that's why i would go with curling over weightlifting Okay, well. Sound logic. I buy that. Well, Thanks. you were a star wide receiver, weren't you, in, uh, in high school? Star was a word that you, <laughs> that was your word, not not mine. I, I was a decent wide receiver uh, in high school, yes, and, and defensive back, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't handle the physical part of football, which mm, is a big, a big part, part of the game. That yeah. is a very big uh, part. Good speed, good hands, folded like a, a wet paper towel when everyone <laughs> ran into me, so that, that I'd like to see the matchup far. between you and Zach, who also was a wide receiver slash defensive back in his, in his day yeah yeah my wow. uh side to side <laughs> quickness is not what it once was mm. yeah yeah well i think zach's staying in shape oh yeah you could say that yeah <laughs> zach could do the usa weightlifting thing. he could <laughs> let's get him involved <laughs> all right well this is the denver sports podcast brought to you by the one and only best beer in the world breckenridge brewery our favorite beers uh i've got ryan konigsberg here aj hayfley drew creaseman and adam Mares. we also have andre simone on the board and kale on the live stream how's it going guys fantastic <laughs> I mean, so Adam, to Adam told us he was going to get a little spicy on this podcast, so I'm going to warn you guys. You're, you're excited for this one, aren't you? How could I not be? What's not to be excited about? This yeah. was a great week. 
It was a great weekend for <laughs> Colorado sports in general. Since our last podcast, the Avs and the Nuggets went 2-0. Buffs football won a game. Hell Big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of recruits for Buffs football. Buffs basketball. Buffs basketball won a game, too. So Neither the Broncos or Rockies lost. There we go. The Rams were on a bye. The Rams played. Oh, Rams, yeah. Rams basketball played Duke, and they, they lost, but, I mean, it's Duke. Hey, they kept it within 50. There we go. <laughs> Good for them. Did I they, mean, did they that's. Really? They did. Good for them. Yeah. I don't know what the spread was, but they lost by 44. Oh. Mm. So, I mean, there we, we give them a little bye on that, but let's start off with the Avs. They have outscored their opponents 13-6 during this two-game homestand. AJ, we haven't had you on this pod for a while. What did you think of that bounce-back performance after losing five straight games? I mean, what can you say about the 9-4 to win against Nashville, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the most exciting thing that's happened in Pepsi Center for the Avalanche in a long time, just in terms of, like, a single game, like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? You know, game 82 against St. Louis, game three against Calgary. Those are all memorable things that have happened in the last couple of years. But you were expecting it to be a big night. Right. Dropping nine on Nashville when you half of your team is hurt and you're playing your backup goalie. And you goalie had scored two goals in the last three games. Right. And offensively, you hadn't scared anybody in a week and a half. And then you just score six goals in eight minutes and everything absolutely works for you. And... Not a lot of cheap goals either. I think there was really only one goal that I was like, like that is not, that's not great. Uh, but after that, I mean, it was just what beating, you, beating goaltenders. What do you mean that a goal wasn't great? <laughs> well, it's you know, the goalie's like, fault. Yeah, oh, like, okay. like, like the the. If, I, I wish we had a clip of it, but like the Ryan Graves knuckle the long puck. distance shot. Yeah, okay. where you're like the goalie's not screened. Uh, it's it's not particularly well placed. It's not like a it's not like 110 miles an hour where you're uh, like, oh, I physically can't see that. It was just kind of like ah, a lot of guys at beer league would have stopped that. Like okay. <laughs> it's not a okay. not an impressive uh, not not an impressive goal for for NHL standards. And then you know a couple of those goals were obscene where you're just like, okay, I mean that's this is hockey porn, right? Like this is <laughs> this is the good stuff. Don Skoy spinny goal. Yeah, got, I mean, got the whole thing yeah. started, and I'm, that was a gorgeous play. I mean, the Burakovsky one. Wow, I'm, I'm guy. the world's, <laughs> I'm the world's biggest sucker for like dudes coming down the wing and just picking a corner where a goaltender can't do anything about it. Like when Kale dropped down to a knee. Like on a, physically, oh. yeah. Well, that's the that's the one that I did the film breakdown on. That's up on the site so right good. now because you watch it from end to end, and it was just like, this is the best that the sport has to offer. Like, if you ever want to know how goals are created in hockey, that film breakdown is a great example of how it it takes a whole team to create offense. And Because I think seven guys were involved in that. They had line change halfway through it where it was just like, oh, guys are hopping onto the ice and making magic happen. So, you know, the Nashville game, a lot of fun. But the Columbus game, I think, was even more important just because your whole team is hurt and you still find a way to win games and you – answer a five game losing streak by winning two of the, the two games you have at home before you have another long uh, road trip and it was the Kale McCarr show against the Blue Jackets Which with was two great. goals he's you know got NHL's third star of the week pretty mm -hmm. pretty well earned um, uh, three goals three assists in three games so I heard I read something that he's tied in points with Sidney Crosby 
Yeah. <laughs> Better. Wow. Already. <laughs> How yeah. much of the the turnaround here has been X's and O's, better execution of plays, and how much of it has been we were sick and tired of getting kicked around. These last five games have been terrible because there was a different level of energy in that second period. Like, of course there is when you score six goals. In yeah. But, I mean, how much of it really was just a mental power of will thing? Some of some of it always is right. Like you're not you're not going to fall backwards into six goals in eight minutes. You're not going to fall backwards into a blowout. You don't just like show up and like, oh well, we happen to just drop nine goals today. You know, like <laughs> you know. doesn't you know it doesn't work that way. It's, it's the first time Nashville in their entire history has given up nine. By the way, wow. So wow. that maybe that could be their next banner that they put up there. Ooh, and uh, spicy, <laughs> spicy. They, you know, honestly. It's some of it was execution, some of it was just like it's just your night, and some of it is is willpower. You know they they give up the the goal, and and to be honest, I think some of it is Matt Duchesne. He gets that third goal, puts them in the lead, and I, I think there was just a there are certain guys on that bench that just they were just not here for that, yeah. not they, like this. Yeah, they, it was very it was very much like this. Nope, not happening. Like. You're not coming in here. You're not going to celebrate like that in front of us and in, in this building. And after what you've done, like, nope, not going to happen. I think there was there's very much a motivation there from guys who played with him to not let him succeed in Pepsi Center. I absolutely love that. Like, I love that I, so much. I, I wish I could tell the full. I wish I could tell full stories about, <laughs> <laughs> about the end of that saga and the drama and like some of the because. They very that's very personal for some of those guys. As they I always, absolutely just are not interested. I don't think it was a coincidence that Nathan McKinnon was superhuman that night. That you know, Duchesne comes out there and and McKinnon was just like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. this is not <laughs> happening. He has you know, McKinnon had not had more than two points in a game all season, and then Duchesne gives them a three-two lead, and he has a four-point night. As and I, doesn't even have to play the third period. Like, the ultimate hockey strut. Yeah. See ya. Doesn't even need to come out that with That is a third. strut, man. Like, mm. like, he's just like, we'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> As I always say on the uh, DNVR Broncos podcast, if you want to hear uh, some good DeShane stories, you might have to show up to an Avs watch party and buy AJ a couple drinks. <sighs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hear those Dude, stories. I'm going to have to do that. Didn't we see something? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, uh, but it's kind of a week for star players in Denver, like taking it to the next level based on the competition, right? Is it, Jokic, I, I felt like we saw a similar thing where, all right, everyone's talking trash, and yeah, it's been this way, but I see who's across from me now, and let me, let me, let me remind everybody just who in the hell I am. Well, it's funny because I don't. I think everybody sees that except for Jokic. Yeah. I, I <laughs> sincerely think that look, he wants to be. He's he's more competitive than he's given credit for. He wants to be the you know the best center. He wants all of those things, but I don't think he looks as, at the game of basketball as if it's me and this guy and it's us two and everything like. And that's part of the joy of him is I do think other players certainly approach the game that way, and it can disrupt maybe the outcome of the game. Jokic doesn't, but at the same time. When there are moments, there are moments within a game when it can come down to just two players, mano a mano. And yeah, this was a good this was a good week for that. <laughs> he well, monoed quite well. <laughs> he did. Before we get into that, though, I do want to talk about the Avs' uh, five-game road trip that they're embarking on, starting in Winnipeg uh, tonight against the Jets. Some good news. 
um, Philip Grubauer is flew out with the team, so that's good. But Pavel Francouz has been doing a great job. Yeah, Frankie's okay. Um, <laughs> he's no, he's God, no group. Ringing endorsements. I just, I, I see a lot of this like, oh, the Abs are in a one A one B goalie situation, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, like Philip Grubauer has got like a nice long track record here. You know, he, he's never been like a full time starter, but you know he's on he's on like a 30 game heater you know right now mm-hmm. where it's it's starting to get to be like okay this guy's for real you know frankie's been in the nhl for 10 minutes and and you with know, that he, he has been doing well he's been he's been solid he's given up some goals that have been you can't give you can't give them up but his response to it is great you know he's locked it down he hasn't let it bleed uh he hasn't he hasn't let it really get out of hand he's kept his team pretty much in it uh, and that's that's all you can ask for from a backup goalie that's trying to start games for you. Uh, they can't uh, they can't ride this much uh-huh. longer. Um, but Grubauer should be back pretty quickly. If not, you know, obviously he won't play tonight. But if he's not back uh, Thursday or Saturday, I would be pretty surprised. Then Nikita Zadorov also flew with the team <laughs> to Winnipeg. He had a broken jaw. Yeah. Yeah, the the broken jaw and the T three arrangement. Oh, oh, there's yeah. a phrase. <laughs> yeah. T three arrangement. I thought nothing of it when I tweeted it, and then somebody quote tweeted it and just put that in that part in quotes. And I was like, it does sound kind of interesting oh, that way, yeah. doesn't it? As I said to you, I said T three arrangement sounds like something that Nikita Zorov does to someone else. Uh, yeah, very, very true. Well, that I mean, he's he's like the destroyer of shoulders and arms and things, but <laughs> yes, very much. Uh, yeah, Z. I think will be fine. Honestly, guys, guys play with broken jaws all the time. It's it doesn't affect his legs, oh, doesn't affect his hands. Wait, what, you go back to that other part where you talked about guys playing with broken jaws all the time. Yeah, like a guy gets That's a broken a guy a guy gets a broken jaw. You wire it shut, and it just means he talks less. Although in Z's case, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so, oh my god, you know, it just. It <laughs> He's just going to – I think he'll be back this week, honestly. There's no reason for a hockey player to miss more than one or two games with a broken jaw. There's just not. <laughs> you, so dumb. So you take you, you take a You take a painkiller or something, you numb it up, whatever you got to do. You go out there, you put the cage on so they can't get rocked again, can't yeah, take another Yeah, that only helps face. so much. I mean, it definitely still and rattles around in there. Well, and, like, yeah, you're going to feel it every time you hit and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you're, you're a hockey player. Ho- it's not that big Hockey fans are real big about talking about how tough they are, and it can be really annoying. But the truth is, they, they get it's, to get You get to own that corner. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You just can have it. It's incredibly <laughs> annoying because it's very, like, please like my sport. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like look, like, we get it, like, Pitchers miss games because they get little blisters. Yeah. But, like, but yeah. like blisters are hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to grip. And like, let's be real. The only thing that a broken jaw does for Zadorov is maybe make him talk less. Like, <laughs> yeah. hopefully make him talk less. I mean, he's not like, gonna feel that when he lays the wood on someone. And, and like he is, but you get oh. over it. Like you, you have wow. no reason, no realistic reason it. not to play. All of his functional skills are hey, intact. Plus, he's going to have, like, four painkillers in him, and he's just yeah. going to be all tingly everywhere. Yeah. I, oh. I mean, realistically, like, 
I'm not. I'm not trying to be like, oh, like the guy just had his wire, you know, his jaw wired shut, and he had two plates put into his face, and you know, he's not going to be able to go through security at the airport anymore. <laughs> like, like his life just changed in a really weird way. But it doesn't. You you have a job to do. Gladiators. Like, go go play. Okay. Well, with that, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the other injuries. Uh, oh, this a while. Oh. Miko Rantanen <laughs> skated. Uh yeah, good news. <laughs> that's great. Like that's a great start. That's Wait, where it's, that's where it begins. That's how you. Yeah, he can't play through his injury. What's going on here? I thought this uh, was a tough no, that's <laughs> you know that's a, a knee sprain, and early in the year you let that one just heal. We take painkillers. I thought though. Don't. <laughs> that that changes your functional ability to play. Okay. A, a broken jaw. I take back everything I said so. about hockey players being tough. Yeah, right. it's which is fine. <laughs> it doesn't. In no way does this rattle my cage. So. <laughs> uh, you know, Miko will be back week or two landy no update yeah. colin wilson nobody even knows what happened to him so yeah. that's a total mystery he it was a non-contact injury he left practice he was mad he threw a little mini fit leaving the ice because he gets hurt all the time and nobody knows what's going on with him he's just disappeared into the ether and he might he might have just lost his job in the process because oh. the depth has played well enough that it's like when he comes back you're like eh, do you need him well p.e belmar has a concussion oh my god we can yeah. do the whole list. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, and Pebbles has the – he's got big. a concussion, and then um, he went through protocol, but um, all indications from the team to us was that it should be short-term, but you never know with concussions. But Dirty hit. Yeah, he got the guy who hit him got suspended yeah, three Nick games. Yeah, Nick got three games, which I thought was a little much given his history, but it's fine. It, I mean, <laughs> you want to take the hits out of the game, you're supposed to, you suspend guys. Well. So. All right. How do you think they're going to do tonight against the Jets? I, I mean, the Jets are awful defensively, so it should look a lot like the Columbus game, just up and down. If they can get into that kind of game, they'll be okay. Uh, Winnipeg's strength is in their top six, so you don't want to get into too much of a running gun with them because they can outgun the abs right now. And Patrick Laine looks really good again, and that's scary for everybody. So uh, I think it's an uphill battle, but with bad goaltending and bad defense from Winnipeg, the abs will have a shot, of course. Do you have a score prediction? No, I know. I mean, it's hockey. <laughs> I know. I still wanted to see. No, I <laughs> I gave up trying to trying to predict games a long time ago. <laughs> I'll, I'll predict. Yeah, I was gonna say nine to one. Nine I don't pick nine to one. one. Okay. I don't have the, like a safe bet. I don't have the ego involved to try and <laughs> to try and act like I have an impact on the outcome. So okay. I lack that part of the uh, hockey writer job. I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's why I spe- that's why I specified hockey writer job. Yeah. Uh, thank you. No, AJ has this thing too about uh, even with like wearing the same shirt that the team won in we have no impact on games jinxes aren't real everything impacts everything aj <laughs> it's, it's true. all garbage so. what you just said changed something a thousand miles away the abs lose it's yeah true. yeah the what i used to i you know when i was younger i kept the volume on my tv on an even number because i always thought that they lost when it was an odd number you know what that did? Did. It, it made me crazy. It made you a little OCD. <laughs> like, sure did. You know, that's all that did. <laughs> it, really did that. It, it made me. It made but me it crazy. It adds more to sports when <laughs> yeah, you have it, those types of it, like traditions. It like, makes I it. Need it's to not a tradition. This. It's insanity. <laughs> it just. It just makes it too important. It makes me feel too important to the game. <laughs> like I'm involved and I'm just. I'm irrelevant in the way that the outcome is is decided. I make no difference. None of us make any difference. We are completely <laughs> irrelevant in the outcome of sports games. You are wow. not a unique and special no, snowflake. You're yeah. not. You are the all-singing, all-dancing crap You are going of the to world. melt like all the other snowflakes. 
Oh my god! I think strong that, disagree. I think everything <laughs> matters. Yeah, I'm. I get that I'm alone and in this boat, crazy. and that's, that sports fans hate that that I feel this way, <laughs> especially hockey fans who are all insane in like the most lovable way. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think Sp- there's any sort of charm in like a collective group of strangers buying into the same? BS. Yeah. And being like, you know what? We're all wearing our hats backwards tonight. No, like, yes. yeah. Rally cats. How Rally fun is this cat. that we're all doing it? No, you know, you know what that is? That's called a cult. So yeah. Sports are like a, a and fun a, cult. A, right. yeah, yeah. a lovable and cult. Right. This is where sports <laughs> actually like inject the thing into the world that's like, okay, in real life this is terrible, but we get to all you know, we're, it's basically cosplay, uh, right? Yeah, you get to like say. S- it's like it's like going to uh, Comic Con. We all dress up as our favorite characters. And now we we're getting into some crossover cheer. material. <laughs> yeah, no. See, I uh, also definitely a cult, by the way. As someone who's been to multiple <laughs> Comic Cons, I can Very tell you, fun cult. That's a fun cult. Yeah, and the, and the different the shirts. The right. line between the line between fun and 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 like insane. How many times have we seen videos of people being like lit on fire at sporting events? <laughs> yes. Like, okay, you're right. That the, the cult can go that, too far. There's right? people yeah, destroying our televisions on like, YouTube. All right, like great. It starts, you know, like the volume bar on my TV was a gateway cult crime. <laughs> you know, because six months later, you know, I'm into hooliganism and I'm beating some guy up behind the bleachers. <laughs> I think a little he's sports. wearing the wrong colors. Sports, sports culting, if I could make a word, sports culting yeah. can be a, a good thing. A little I, bit. I want to print the shirts. DNVR. It's a, sp- a, it's a fun cult. It's a fun <laughs> cult. The thing, the, the, the rally caps the big are thing objectively is, though, cool. Like, like, it's a great big community, and we're all here for illogical reasons, <laughs> devoting way too much of our time yeah, to something, of course, that's totally irrelevant and stupid and worthless in our lives. But we all have devoted all of our time to it, and it's awesome. And so we found <laughs> worth in it. We exactly. found worth like in it in roundabout ways. Into this we, valueless thing. we were the ones that, that decided the value on it, and yep. it's turned into a, like a community. Like all of my friends are sports people. Because yep. so otherwise, family. a rich guy hitting Everything. a ball over a fence with a stick would have no yeah, interest. Can, you know, we why, can reduce this care? all to a dumb thing. Like, oh, he put it in the hoop a lot today. Like, okay, yeah, it's <laughs> right. Dumb, but like, right. we inject it with this meaning. You know, my favorite of these cult things, though. Back in 2017, when the Warriors won 73 games, they went on like a 20-something game winning streak, and it all started apparently the day that some fan, a high-profile fan, brought a, a, po- a toaster to the arena, and Clay Thompson signed it, and then they threw it on Reddit, and ever since then they went on this like 20. 20- now was that a coincidence? Of course. But how fun was it to be like, oh, the toaster streak is alive. It's why, up to 20 games. Why, yep. why would you bring and a then toaster ended. to the arena? <laughs> exactly. It's absurd. Why would you bring a billy goat to a baseball stadium? <laughs> why right. would you bring catfish and throw it onto the ice? Every tradition is actually really nasty. dumb when you think about it. That's nasty. <laughs> or remember in Red 2007. Fans throwing with, the, with the octopus and throwing the squid and all that. And it, yeah. So Cody Cloud had it right when he threw that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> you just get that out of here. Bye. Also, that's Nasty. delicious wasted food in both cases. Yeah, I mean, both octopus and catfish, delicious. I you were gonna say in the but goat. if you've Which won twenty disgusting. out of twenty-one baseball games, you don't stop wearing your black jerseys. Great you don't. Point. You yes. don't Great stop point. wearing your black jerseys. Did you wear it on the one that they lost? Yes, AJ, it's not about whether it's true or not. Again, we're moving. Eventually, the magic that. does or run is it out. Fun. Yeah, that's why you have to change seats at your house. And, well, and that's the thing. It's not magic. <laughs> <laughs> we're all adults here. Hey, man. It's not magic. How all right, you? this is not the world of Harry Potter. All right, we're all muggles. Uh, <laughs> Let's just accept it. No. 
As the head of the analytics department, I agree with AJ. <laughs> okay. Just so that's oh, clear. well, we have some people on Periscope saying, you go, AJ. Oh, I really? Really? The people at home are enjoying on, this? People. Okay. Yeah, you people know at home are enjoying Somebody it. Somebody actually agrees. No me. predictions. <laughs> no traditions. This is this no, is the day. no superstitions. Oh. Wow. I, I gave it. I gave it all up in the for the simply for the sake of being a little bit saner when I watch my sports <laughs> because it was just driving I love, me crazy. Love, love that you had it on even numbers. Well, and like I have a thing for even ha, numbers. How odd? I don't. Right. I don't do <laughs> odd numbers ever. Yeah. Uh, it's part of my OCD. So. <laughs> Um, that was always it. Like the volume bar never goes above 24, and like those things all st- are still in place. I just don't apply them to sports anymore. Do you tweet about no hitters? Like, how far do you take this? Yeah, I tweet <laughs> about no hitters and shutouts that's all the so time. Wrong, dude. That's so, so wrong. wrong. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have no effect. Let me tell you this every single time a no hitter has ever been spoiled, Someone tweeted somebody, about it. Somebody, somebody, it's 100% true. true. That and, is a fact, actually. And you know what? I'd be willing to bet you that if you went through every no-hitter since Twitter started, <laughs> can't prove somebody it. had tweeted about it. No, nope, can't trying, prove it. And it was usually a fan <laughs> of the other team who was like, great no-hitter they got going on. Fans of the other team can't it. jinx your See, he just doesn't know how jinxes work. Now uh-huh. I yeah. get it. See, fans of the other team can't jinx your team. Okay. I thought that was well understood, right? You can only jinx your own team. And you can't purposefully double jinx. That's, no, the jinx yeah, gods the jinx. know. That's oh, really? They That's know. The yeah. isn't, there, isn't there a local writer who has an entire brand off built, built on being <laughs> wrong all the time? Uh, that he just gets to call a jinx? Someone on <laughs> no Periscope clue. also said, sanity is overrated, which we agree yeah. with you. Oh, That's yeah. what this is. Our excuse to be insane. We get all of our exactly what it is. Yes, we get all of our insanity out in front of the television while we're watching our TV. It's a great outlet for insanity. And how much safer is is a bad outlet for it? (laughs) So all of our insanity goes towards sports instead of like serial kill. Like exactly, exactly. (laughs) We're making the world a better place. No, I get all that. I just I couldn't do it anymore. I just personally, I had to step out. I had to let you guys take the reins on being crazy on that one. (laughs) And uh, I just I decided to, to let my crazy out another way. There's a certain level of this that's actually required in the NBA, though, because as I always say, yes, it's it almost in. impossible for the Denver Nuggets to win a championship for reasons beyond their control. And it, and like knowing that, a lot of people say, "Well, what's the point of watching if I just know we never?" And I'm always like, you know, there's a lot of different reasons besides the championship that sports are fun. But I also understand this idea of always chasing something that's impossible. But there is. A 0.01% chance they win. And sometimes you just have to be like, you know what? I got the lotto ticket. I got it. I feel it this time. I know the odds are against us. And to me, that's what sports are really about. It's this I mean, idea that's this year, right? Pepsi year, Center has the lotto ticket. They're they going the to get ticket. two championships in one year. Hey, man, it's at least oh, a thing that don't. is a possibility. Look, man, li- li- listen to everything he just said and cross-apply that to the Colorado Rockies, oh, who've been amazing. in the World Series one time and didn't win a single game. And and I, yeah, we deal with this every day. It's like, yeah, we're covering franchises that have never won a championship, really haven't even been close to winning a championship. And the deck is stacked against them. Right. And, and, and it's very similar with the Rockies, whether it's budgetary concerns, people not wanting to come here because of the way they're covered nationally, the way right. they're thought of, the very real thing in baseball with, like, pitchers just don't want to pitch here yeah uh but it's it's like yeah the the deck is very and and when it seems like when you bring that up to some people they, they're like oh you're making an excuse for why they never win it's just like no, just, just recognize yeah. that it's very unlikely they're going to win but, and so when they win 91 games like they do a year ago and there are fans who didn't enjoy a single second of it huh. that's when it's like 
what are you doing with your time? Exactly, and also, and the part about suspending belief here is like, imagine you talk to a Rockies fan or, or somebody that's not a Rockies fan. Like, I want to get into the Rockies. Tell me about it. And it's like, okay, well, they have almost no chance of winning. <laughs> like, oh, you let's mean start that. You mean this year? No, 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 no. Every year, ever, ever, ever. they almost have no chance of winning. Like, well. I don't want to do this. This sounds terrible. Like, no, but it's a lot of fun because we trick ourselves into thinking they are going to do it. Right. A, and it's like, wait, hold on. That's that's sports. I've yeah. used this metaphor uh, about sports where it's like uh, being a sports fan is like playing the hardest video game ever. <laughs> and you can never get to the last level and win it. But the craziest part about us, and this is this goes back to our insanity as sports fan, when you finally beat the game. You don't just stop playing. Right, exactly. You just yeah. start over and you start playing it all over again. Right. Like you never just like shouldn't wouldn't it make more sense <laughs> if like the Rockets if I ever beat Battletoads, I'm never playing that again. <laughs> no, but, but if the Avs win That's a Stanley dumb. Cup this year, you're coming back next year for more. Yeah. So like the logical thing would be like once your team wins a championship, you're like, Cool, I beat the game. I'm gonna go do something else now. But nope, we just start the game over and try start to beat it, it again. Over. And also if you and it gets harder. And if you yeah, sat down for like five hours though. and you didn't beat the game, would it, you wouldn't be like, Oh, that was a waste of five hours. Eh, I had fun. Yep. It, you know, almost almost mm. got there. Didn't just quite. don't play MOBAs and that's probably true. <laughs> I shouldn't have made a video game reference around yep. YouTube. I was gonna, oh, I was gonna say AJ and I are resisting the yep. temptation to take this way off the rails. Yep. <laughs> well, um, with what we were talking about over here, uh, I think it's just right to talk about how certain people on the East Coast could believe oh my God. that Denver actually has too much of an advantage to even have teams. <laughs> no one actually yeah. believes this. This yeah. week I learned yeah, that a Denver team has never lost at home. Yeah. <laughs> how amazing was that to learn? Because of the altitude. It's going to be the loudest episode of TDSP it of is, all time. It is. Think, Sorry, live Spike, listeners. sit down. Yeah, come on, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not calling him Spike. Yeah, he's I, that's, I, that's an adult who called himself Spike. I, I do <laughs> have some pushback on that. I do prefer to call people what they ask to be called, no matter how ridiculous it is. <laughs> mm. um, but that, that's just a thing for me. I don't like insisting that someone else go by a different identity. I didn't oh, like no, that you don't part understand. of that interview this, thing. But this is actually a complete and total insult, though. It's a it's a purposeful. Yeah, not no, like them. No, I I get it. <laughs> I understand. I I just think there's plenty of of material to work with here to insult Spike <laughs> for his lack of intelligence about anything related to how basketball works, what it really means to be out of shape, why anyone should care, how Denver works, uh, air. Uh, air. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, lack of air. understanding of yeah, strong science. Yeah, strong yeah. Somehow the course field effect moved on to every sport. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> it sucks, right? This is really, really irritating. This but crap is, but it's there's a re it's keeping Larry Walker out of the Hall of I Fame. I was gonna yeah. say, see the episode like have a not, bunch of Hall of Famers. It's not just dudes over. named Spike spouting their dumbass opinions on podcasts and a radio. Like this is a real thing that real people believe. They're just not as stupid about articulating it as he was. But it. Uh, it's keeping Larry Walker out of the Hall of Fame. It's the reason Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Matt Holliday have zero MVPs between them. Todd Helton is the reason Carmelo Anthony was underrated for his entire career. And now it's gone to Nikola Jokic. In the aftermath of game-winning shots, that's when they got to take – I'm done with these people and the altitude here's stuff, the, man. Here's the thing is, like, that – that's a problem with baseball. This guy doesn't actually believe his take. No. So I, I don't want to give him the credit of getting all riled up about it because I'm like, he's just throwing this out there because he knows what – Like, and the funny thing is he tweeted it before the game. It was like a built-in excuse because he already knew he had gone way too far down this Nikola Jokic path where he was 
you know, trying to talk about how he's out of shape and he's a joke or whatever. And then he's like, oh, what's going to happen if Jokic just sauces on, you know, Embiid? Okay, well, I'll just build in this excuse about how it's unfair and blah, 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 blah. If Nikola Jokic was that out of shape, wouldn't the altitude affect him more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of holes in the <laughs> argument. But would he would he have been able to play a 65 minutes in a playoff game? Like, yeah, like there's no. It's so soups dumb. Soups out of shape, dog. I have an unpopular opinion here. I think Spike won. He did. This is his, and this is what bugs me about it is you know. There's people, it's like everybody, when you wake up in the morning, you pick what avatar you want to be in the world on, online. And he, like, every day picks up the troll. Like, okay, here I go. I'm going in. The guy and under it, the bridge. And his secret, yeah, exactly. His secret weapon is just, like, turd throwing. And, like, that's all he's doing. And everybody's like, <laughs> let's invite <laughs> him into our analogy. conversation. Let's Like, no, I mean, look, here's, here's he, he plays that role. And it usually comes from somebody that does radio. This is a very big radio thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's a radio person in Philadelphia. We have our own of this type who it's like, we don't believe what they're saying a hundred percent, but this is the easiest note to play and it riles people up and I'm just going to go online and just piss everyone off today. And that's who they choose to be in life. He chose to do that. And sadly, I think that a lot of people, especially in the nuggets community really took the bait because we're four days away from this and we're still talking about this guy. Here's the, here's where it goes both ways though. Like I think we win in a sense of like, there were some hilarious like quote tweets dunking on him where we all got some great jokes out of it. But like, if you're in the dude's mentions, like mad, like yelling and screaming and calling him names, then he totally won. He totally won. Yeah. So for the people who don't know what we were just talking about, (laughs) um, (laughs) this guy from uh, Philadelphia, he works for a radio station. He tweeted out, basically, I tried to find this tweet and can't find it anymore. Because he's already on to pissing off someone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tweeted just basically before the game about how the altitude was an unfair advantage. And then later on, which I think was the biggest reason he got noticed, was he tweeted that Nicole Jokic was fat. And I don't even know what else. Should be ashamed of himself. Should be ashamed of himself. Oh, no, that, they should, should be ashamed of himself. That tweet came out in, like, the third quarter when the Philadelphia 76ers were up 20 points. Yeah. That was yeah. an absolute heat check. Dunk this on. This can never yeah. come back to haunt me moment. Yeah. yeah. Which came back to haunt him in the – well, not haunt him, but it came back on him in the in the most spectacular way. With that 21-point comeback, which was the Jokic largest largest in, in Nuggets in history and fran- fourth quarter comeback in franchise history, and Jokic hit the game winner, and, and he, he had 16 points. Yeah, he personally in the outscored the Sixers in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was an absolutely beautiful. Like I, I said this on DNVR Nuggets, it was such a satisfying sports moment. We don't get these very often. I yeah. mean, let's just look, peel back all of the layers. First of all, it was the biggest comeback in Denver Nuggets history, fourth quarter, 53-year uh, history. So you automatically get that. You get this player, Jokic, who had been in a funk. He'd been in a funk prior to this. This was a breaking out of the funk moment. So you get that relief. It was at home for in front of that home crowd. And then you get him to hit a game-winning shot against the player who is most compared to him. And I think it's funny. General managers voted Jokic first-team All-NBA. Then they voted him the best center coming into the season. But the fan base, if you just had pulled the regular fans, it would be reversed. Embiid usually wins this one. So it was, you know, there's this... I think um, tension between Embiid fans and Jokic fans, which is its own like absurdity, but there's this tension. So for him to do it against that guy in that moment, in that way, in that game, after being down 20, it was just like, how many times do you get a sports moment where everything comes together to create this one happy moment? True poetic I, and, justice. And then... <laughs> That's the second night in a row it happened at Pepsi Center. Does it against the Timberwolves? Against the second guy well, that he gets compared right, against. Yeah. What, I, what I like, though, is that everything that you just said about that moment applied to the Avs the night before against the Preds and yeah, Nathan yeah. McKinnon and Matt Duchesne and mm. all of that. And it was mm. like the two most satisfying nights imaginable where it was just like everything about it was so cathartic. 
where it was just like, yes, like Jokic against Embiid. And then you had McKinnon against Duchesne and like the outcomes were proper and they were historic in their own way. And it was just it was just so satisfying. And we talk about the journey of sports fanhood and like the championship is that ultimate goal. Like it should be. It hangs over every single aspect of sports, every single second. As w- if you're not playing for the championship, everything is diminished. But there's all these moments along the way that are also so meaningful. And this is why I don't like the, well, come talk to me when they're ready to contend for a title yeah. or whatever. Like, if you have that mentality, no. you miss this weekend. The journey is the destination. You didn't get to enjoy that this was its own little mini championship. It's not the same value, but it was its own little mini thing that was, like, so perfect. This perfect moment in time that had nothing to do with the championship. It was just like, yeah. And I was there for it. I got to be in the arena. And, like, when it happened, it's funny. There's no cheering in the press box. My, I actually had goosebumps. On that moment, my hair was sticking up, and I was like, I can't help myself with it. Like, look, what's, you know, what's going on? It was such a cool moment to just feel the energy in that building and to feel that there were 17,000 people that were all feeling that exact sort of tension and excitement. And then when he hits the shot, you're just like, Unre- am I dreaming right now? This is perfect. They uh, were back-to-back. It's one of those ones where uh, – so I'm watching both of them on my computer, right, and I'm across from my girlfriend, and so she can't see what I'm watching, but I'm reacting to every single Avs goal or during that fourth <laughs> quarter. And it's one of those ones where someone who's watching – you watch the game as having almost as much fun as you are <laughs> where they're like again another goal are you kidding me i'm like yeah no this is really happening or, or when i'm like there's a minute and a half left come here babe i know we, you haven't watched a single second of this game but and then explain everything that had gone on in the fourth quarter and who these people are real quickly and then he hits the shot because you've already set it up for someone who doesn't watch sports but you don't want right. them to miss the moment. So you're like, e- even though you don't understand what's happening right now, come here and watch this. And he pulled up and hit that shot, and she was like, wow. I was like, yeah. All That's why we do this. It's funny that you mentioned the the sports in a vacuum thing. Like, we, when, when we're so far inside of it, it's hard to see the games within a vacuum. But I actually had, a, like, a real-life example this weekend of someone experiencing sports in a vacuum. Uh, Allie's friend came to the Buffs game and she had never really gone to a Buffs game before wasn't really she's a CU alum but just had never really gone to wasn't a big football fan and like for me watching the Buffs game was almost like agony because it was this low scoring sloppy ugly game and of course the Buffs win it on you know on a walk-off field goal as the as the clock expires but I I I wasn't like I don't know it was like a more of a relief relief. than an excitement (laughs) that they finally won but as we were walking out of the stadium her friend was just like Oh my God, that was so much fun! This is amazing. That was <laughs> yeah. great. She's it was like, like you all do these this things. every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, there's all this anxiety, and then like this great release at the end. It was so awesome, and I was like, oh, that's what it's like to experience like oh, for the first without time, all yeah. of the context of the buffs sucking for the last twenty years. Like it just in a vacuum, she experienced it and was like, that was awesome, and I was like. That was awesome. And those <laughs> true and perfect moments are very far and few, be- few and far between, right? They don't yeah. come around every often, and that's part of what makes them so special. It's yeah. like most most of the time, Denver's down twenty in the fourth, and they lose by twenty. <laughs> right. And in that one, they just happen to come back in that perfect moment. It's just that that it's part of the rarity is what makes it so special. Well, and this, I mean, all of this is the romance of sports, right? Yeah. This is what keeps you coming back because, oh well, I mean, they're down, you know, they're down by twenty. I'm, you know, they're probably going to lose. But what about that one time? Yeah. You know, there's always that possibility in sports. There's always yeah. that possibility looming that something special is going to happen. Mm. 
Well, we're we're pulling a DNVR Broncos podcast with our <laughs> first segment here. being 47 that minutes. That was first segment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wow. was both the well, first and the second segment. Since we were so happy, we, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Total Bev <laughs> is giving the DNVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max purchase of $75 using the promo code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. You should download that today. They've got everything you're looking for on the app and an in-person, including CBD products. So if you get overwhelmed with the hundreds of options, don't worry. Their incredible staff members will help you out, and the app is super easy to navigate. Don't forget to use that promo code DNVR2019 for 30% off. It's a sick deal. It is a really good yeah. deal. And Total Bev is just awesome in general. Um, But, okay, yeah, so we should talk about th- some football. Are we, are we done with the, the, the Nuggets? Well, can I can – I can I take us to church for just one second? Okay. Because I've been wa- I, we never really threw it tonight. I, so I know. It was like, yeah. Take me to church. Uh, oh, yeah. there oh, we wow. go. Wow. Oh, I was Usually wrong. I'm 37 minutes, 37 not 47. Minutes. Okay, so uh, we, we've uh, got some okay. For a second, I thought you said 43, <laughs> but knew I'd written 37, and I thought we had another Yanni. Yanni Laurel. Heads, tails. No, I do. I want to take us to church here for a moment because. I've been waiting for the perfect moment to come on. This this show is about bringing Avs fans to Nuggets, Nuggets fans to Avs, Rockies, so so on and so forth. And I know there's a lot of people that just either don't care about basketball or don't know the first way to get in. And this is what I want to say. The Denver Nuggets have their best player in franchise history right now playing for them in Nikola Jokic. And they have a bunch of players that are – it's not a one-man band. In the NBA, you can't be a one-man band and have any type of success anymore. Now, even the West, you can't even make the playoffs if you're a one-man band. The Nuggets have their guy, and it's it, it's such a unique experience watching him, and it's such a unique, um, he, he's such a unique player in every single way and person in every single way. But the fact that he hit two game winners, and we put a thing up on DNVR, he had four last year, including, and then an additional two that were go ahead, but not technically game winners. They, they were de facto game winners, but they don't count. This guy is just an absolutely amazing basketball player. 25 points, 13 rebounds, 8.5 assists in his first playoff outing last season. And I, I've, I've said this before, and it seems blasph- people think it's blasphemous, but as time goes on, it's less and less blasphemous, and I promise you people are going to come to the realization that it is true. The Denver Nuggets have their Larry Bird. They have their Tim Duncan. They have their guy that when you think about an organ- a franchise 20 years from now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was Nikola Jokic's team. And they're Dirk Nowitzki. And it's, it's kind of a special thing. I, th- I see a lot of people are sort of migrating. I mean, the Nuggets are more popular now than they have been probably for at least 10 years, going back to the Carmelo Chauncey era. But what they have right now in this guy, you're going to miss it if you jump on at the playoffs. You're going to miss nights like last night. And when we talk about sports and the real things we remember about them, we remember nights like last night or the night before or uh, countless other ones that have already happened. And I say all that to say, if you're on the fence about the Nuggets, their jerseys say Denver across the, f- across the chest. They're a very entertaining and easy-to-root-for team, and they have this one guy that just so happens to be a player that if you watch him, you will tell your children about him. And I'll add this. There's been a narrative around the NBA for the last few years now, which is what's the point? The only one team can win the championship anyway. That's out the window this year. They're, it's, it's far more wide open, and yes, it is a tough path for the Nuggets, but they've, had as good, ha- they've never had as good of a chance as they have right now to, to capitalize on the parity that exists in the NBA. They are a disaster this season, according to everyone. They're 7-2 and two and have the best record in the West. Yep. Yeah, and it's a tough path for everyone in the West because they have to go through Denver, too. 
Yeah. And that's what that's what makes this team so watchable is that they're capable of anything on any given night. I mean, they haven't even the reason why they're a disaster is because you can argue they haven't really played all that well in a lot of their games and they're 7 and 2. I mean, it's it's been for us it's been like watching Nathan McKinnon score 25 points in 17 games. You don't feel like he's played all that well most of the season and then you look at it and you're like, "Oh, he's dominant." Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, wow. oh wow, that was. And then you just how'd like, that happen? And you get you get the satisfaction of being like, "What's next? What if he hits right. the next gear?" Well, and it, and like with the Nuggets, like they are the easiest team for me to watch in all of Denver sports because they're the most fun. Like they play a brand of basketball that's exciting. Yeah. They have this super goofy, like lovable superstar. I'd rather him than almost any other superstar in history because right. of that very thing. It's where you're so like, easy to latch onto him and be like, well, what's this big goofy dude going to do next? It's also why everybody hates him because they look at these game winners. They're like, oh, man, that was so lucky. And it's lucky. like, yeah, you know, yep. he's been lucky yeah. for five years, almost every game. Right. So it's just this is just who he is. He's also, a goofy. the Philly game winner, he passes up. He said as much himself. He passes up a wide open floater because he's such an unselfish yeah. player. He tries to get basically a dunk to Millsap. That doesn't work out. He has to take a tough shot and sinks that well what's funny about the Embiid Jokic thing and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but Embiid had eight turnovers I think in that game and a lot of them in the third and fourth quarter in large part because he just doesn't read the court well and it's I don't think people always say selfish unselfish it's just a Jokic's body is slow and everybody points that out but his brain is fast it's faster than everybody else's by by triple and when you get into these clutch moments, a lot of times it's not about how fast did you get to point A to point B. It's how quickly did you read everybody else on the court moving. And Jokic just consistently reads everyone else so in, in such a fascinating way. Speaking of it being perfect as well, the whole um, narrative is, okay, Jokic might be better on offense, but he's not nearly as good on defense. Right. Embiid against Jokic, your guy, yeah. 0 for 7, 0 points, multiple turnovers, 2 blocks for Jokic. Well, well, couldn't like, get free on the final shot either. I yep. mean, you know, well, wasn't wasn't Embiid the one chasing Jamal Murray when he had the dunk? Oh, yep. what you call that chasing? <laughs> like, so this is another funny, like sort of perfect thing where it's on a platter. He looked the narrative. The narrative he was, oh, Jokic so is so gassed. tired and he can't play a full game. Well, in the fourth quarter, Jokic had 16 points. Yeah, running all around and the play you're talking about, That's which was actually a crucial bucket. Yeah, Embiid. They his his that. value is he can switch out onto guards and he can move with them. He was so tired he didn't even try. Yeah, he went was, out there. And he was a matador. He was. It was Ole. Yeah. He just, well, and he actually gave up. Like he literally yeah. just was like, I can't do this right now. That's because they were playing the game in space. Of course, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that air man. That's what um, happens when you're on the moon? <laughs> with that, we got a periscope question that I do want to get to. We don't have to go too in detail in it, but sure. um, Nuggets Western Conference Finals or bust early. I know, but you have to admit, everyone is thinking about it. Um, again, in sports, I, I just don't ever f classify these things as like it, or bust, but certainly they are capable of making it to the Western Conference Finals or beyond. They're, as AJ said, they are capable of winning a championship if the perfect version of themselves kind of comes together, if they uh, reach 100% uh, of their upside. So um, I understand that. I would think if you said, you know, if they fall short of that, would it feel like, oh, man, there was an opportunity here? Absolutely. But at the same time, I don't know if they're going to be favored for two series when it comes, like by Vegas, by Vegas' standard. So they'll probably be, if anything, they'll probably be one series they're 60 40 favored in and another one that they're either 50 50 or worse in. 
And if you want to call that Western Conference or bus, go ahead. I, I, I don't tend to. It's always hard to look at things in that way because in the end, it all comes down to matchups. We, I just had this conversation about CU basketball, who all gets a quick shout out on this. But it's like people are saying, like, oh, you know, they, this is the year Tad Boyle finally has to make it to the Sweet 16. And it's like, well, yes, that's what you want. And, and you want to look at it that way. But in the end, it all comes down to matchups. And wow, it's much more magnified in the NCAA tournament because it's a one off thing. In the NBA, it's the same thing. And that was actually a frustrating part about last year is the matchups fell perfectly for them, right? In fact, I was a big believer in the fact that Malone was playing puppet master and oh, tried to make that happen. 100% was. And it worked. And then they weren't able to, to capitalize on uh, in the second round. But you never know if this year it falls the exact opposite and they get a terrible matchup in the first round. It's just it's hard. You know, it's hard to look at those things until you see the bracket. If you, you, you know, there's a chance when the bracket comes out, we can say, OK, well, yeah. They should win that, and then whoever comes out of there, they should win that too. Exactly, now it's yeah. Western Conference Finals or bust. Right. I, I've been telling Abs fans this all year too, who are like, "Oh, well, they got one round and then two rounds, and they should go to the Western Conference Finals this year." And it's like, "Well, let's see who they play. Like, mm -hmm. if they end up in a, you know, if they end up second in their division and they play St. Louis in the first round, that's the worst matchup they can have. Like yep. that, and, and they could lose in the first round, and it would be like." That's the worst possible matchup they could have had. Where it's like, oh, if you play Calgary again, you're gonna walk all over them, and yep. you're, you know, you're gonna stomp them, and you're not gonna worry about it. You're like, oh, that's a great matchup. Now we are into the second round. Yeah, progress in sports isn't always linear, and that can be very frustrating. But it's true. All right. Well, moving on to some football. Ryan, Drew Lock is practicing at this very moment. How do you feel about that? I love it. I'm so happy. I've been watching uh, your Twitter feed here on your tweet deck, just seeing like Broncos Twitter just go crazy over Drew Locke. It's so funny because it's just, I mean, it's what we've been reduced to at this point, honestly. <laughs> but like, that's what we're, that's what we're hanging on to here. Uh, but no, I'm very happy because there was a time there where I, like, I thought I was going crazy and I was just like, is this ever going to happen? Like, are they ever going to do this? Or is there something they know that we don't? Is there a plan out there that we don't understand? The fact that he's finally out there gives me hope that we will we will see him this season, which as we've talked about a million times, is should be the number one goal of this season is to learn a little bit about what you have in the kid. Um, so now that he's out there, I'm like, okay, the clock has started. We will see him eventually, uh, and, and that's really important into the future of the Broncos. Well, they play the Minnesota Vikings this week. Now that there has actually been some tape on Brandon Allen, how do you think he's going to play against that Vikings defense? I mean, it's a mix of the tape and the fact that the Vikings defense is a hell of a lot better than the Browns defense. Yeah. Uh, it, sh it should be a struggle. Here's the thing, though, that I think um, is being discounted. I think the Broncos defense is going to have a really good chance to put the clamps on the Minnesota offense. And so I think it could be a little bit of a, a defensive slugfest. In the end, they certainly have the advantage uh, with with Kirk Cousins over Brandon Allen, but I don't think it's going to be as ugly as some people are thinking it out to be. Bryce Callahan is also practicing today. Yeah, that's an odd one. Um, there's been a lot of different reporting out there. The sources I've talked to, uh, a lot of people believed he was done for the season um, with like surgery on the table, but it sounds like maybe now there's a little bit of hope that he can avoid the surgery. If I were to guess, I think he practices a couple of days, says it still doesn't feel right, and then goes and has uh, has surgery on his foot. Uh, but it is odd because no one was expecting him to practice, and they were just kind of dancing around the whole IR thing, which is also a mystery. A lot of mysteries with the Broncos 
this year. But injuries ma- with mysteries with injuries in Denver sports. Yeah, the weird thing is like if they don't play Bryce Callahan, which seems like the logical move at this point, it will probably help their compensatory picks in the upcoming draft. So might be worth considering. All right, I know you want to talk some Buffs football. So how about that win against Stanford? Yeah, I mean the win against Stanford is great just because it broke the losing streak. Yeah. It broke the streak of losses in the second half of the season, uh, which had been really ugly over the last couple of years. But the- we should mention first home win against Pac Conference competition in the Mel Tucker era, right? Yep, yep. There you go. That, that's a big one too. Uh, but it's really more important um, from the ten thousand foot view because of what that weekend meant mm-hmm. for Mel Tucker. They had circled that weekend on the calendar. I assume when they did that, they said, this is a winnable game. We're going to have it at home. Let, let's make this our big recruiting weekend. Mm. Uh, Mother Nature came through as well, gave us like the most perfect November day degrees. in Colorado Shout history. Mother Nature. Yep. <laughs> and so they go out there. 12th man. Somehow CU fans keep showing up. Like I love them for this. I don't understand how it's happening. They s- almost sell out the stadium. Great atmosphere. They go and win in an exciting way. And all the while, they had 85 recruits on campus for that game and all of their top targets. They've already got two commitments, uh, one more on the way. Actually, two more that we know of that are coming on the way. Obviously, last week got the five-star transfer from Alabama. So it was like all a culmination of, you know, it kind of has this feeling of maybe we look back one day and say, remember that weekend against Stanford? That was when, you know, the worms started to turn. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. Recruiting's hilarious like that. Like you said, the things that had to come together, like if it's a snowy, just freezing, cold, miserable day, that recruiting trip was so much harder. Yeah, so oh, definitely. And Texas are like, yeah, no. like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no. And then, and then if you, uh, you know, you get blown out now, you just not your night, but bad luck or whatever, you just get blown out. It's like, man, fans that's don't get into it. Fans yeah. don't show up because the weather again or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all these things, but you give them a nice, great weekend, and then everybody starts feeling like it's destiny, and, and now you end up. And Maybe a few other things happen, and you end up with a bunch of top recruits. And that's the thing. And you also, they were also strategic in the fact that they brought their big commits who were already on board in, and those guys took it on themselves, yeah. like literally retweeting out, like, we're the recruiting co- coordinators oh, now. Yeah. So they're in there recruiting, like, come on, bro, come play with yeah. us. And so you get this whole snowball rolling. That community effect, too. Yeah, exactly. One guy commits. It's a recruiting cult. It's a recruiting cult. creates a sense of urgency. Sports cult. Uh, did you <laughs> see that Alabama recruit. LSU LSU walking over to the Alabama recruits? <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, like, ooh, that is a tough break for – not that I feel bad for Alabama. But it is one of those things where if you're a recruit and you're sitting there and this they're clowning on your stadium and being like – And then you see Ed Orgeron, who is – I, I love him. Go Joe. You see him like in the <laughs> post game press oh. conference just being an absolute G. You're like, man, maybe I do want to go play for <laughs> that. He's he such like a, a weird guy. Someone posted um a video of him. You know how Facebook does the auto captions? Oh, they yeah. posted like a screenshot from a, uh, from a video of him talking. Oh, and it was yeah. literally just a series of letters. Like they could not pick <laughs> up anything he was saying. It's so good. What's what do they put on Sports Center? I'm gonna go home and eat. Oh, he said something like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go home and eat a ham sandwich or something like." That's <laughs> and watch some sports. Oh yeah, and he watch sports. So he's so Louisiana. So Louisiana. He's so Louisiana. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, uh, even going back to in the off season when he was like during spring football when he was doing a press conference, and they were like, yeah. someone was like, 
uh, like uh, playing music, and he like yeah. screamed it out, like, hey, guys, I'm trying to do a press conference over here. Like, <laughs> and they just, kept playing it, and no, he got even more yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kicked him it. out. That, that was a great video. I, I love Coach O. Se- my second favorite coach in the country. <laughs> Behind Mel Tucker, of course. All right. Well, with that, it has been a great weekend for Denver sports like we were talking about. And that puts a smile on all of our faces. And that's what matters because taking care of your teeth is the best. Our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, it's seriously that easy. Check them out today online or call them at 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment. And by the end, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Now it is time for our favorite segment. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? So last week when you guys were recording the show, I was in a very tiny town in Texas uh, filling up the car with So gas. everything isn't bigger in Texas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I tell you, it was awesome being back home. It was It was so cool being reminded why Texas is a bunch of maniacs down there <laughs> um but no it was it was so funny because i was filling up the car with gas and like we were listening to the pod and then like that that started and it just was like in my head while and i was like tapping my foot while like standing <laughs> at the at the pump mm-hmm. and i was just like yeah this is pretty cool yeah this is a thing we've created uh, a great great yeah, little a jingle piece. a good jam um so the abs lost last week and the Broncos won the week with Brandon Allen for shocking the world. By a landslide. By I mean, a landslide. A five-game losing streak versus that? They should have lost. Uh, 54. Oh, but they beat the Nuggets with Jamal Murray for emerging as the leader of the Nuggets. And Larry Walker for his Hall of Fame campaign at gaining oh, steam. The Brandon Allen it's for shocking the world got 54%. Then we had Larry Walker. And then the Nuggets, and then the Abs. I'll, I'll take a Larry Walker. Wow! Not only did hey, the Abs lose, they got last place. Yeah, yeah. five-game losing streak. Like, of, <laughs> of course they did. You know what? I'm proud of Abs fans. AJ, I'm, I'm proud, man. You built a good community that they would not. Because I was, you, yeah. For a while there, I just thought they were going to win every single week. Yeah, good I Good job, too. Abs like, community, by like, by keeping it 100. Push right. back when they're bad. Right. <laughs> don't, don't just punish like, them. Well, we've got to win something. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bury um, them. When they're bad, just bury them. Did you hear which one, uh, what argument Rudo made? Or no. Uh, Vlad Kamenev for making a case to stay in the lineup. That's how deep That's things got. Ooh. Boy, they lost. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rudo, Rudo tanked that one. Wow. <laughs> he said, do not vote for the Avs. He literally did say vote that. Vote for, no. I think he said for the Nuggets, but... Mm. But all right, let's start with who won the. Oh, uh, we did have some comments on that that I wanted to read. E. Mel Tucker for bringing in the 2019 number one overall recruit. And then E. E. Prop DD winning and Colorado (laughs) finally getting sports gambling legalized, which that was big. That was an interesting thing. What about the Rams' three game win streak? Uh What's a Ram? You guys, terrible. LA Rams are on a no com. No one commented <laughs> that. I only have four terrible. options. <laughs> well, I, I can only make a poll maker. for four hey, options. I know. Maker. They're still on a three-game winning streak. So Maybe so they'll they win are. this week. The Rams are. They were on a bye week. They play Air Force Undefeated this week. Undefeated in October. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, Andre, give me some Rams talk. How do you think they're going to do against the Air Force? Massive Falcons. couple of weeks coming up with uh, Air Force, then Wyoming, then Boise. <laughs> so three, like, I guess Boise isn't really a rivalry, but that's like the target game type of thing. Yeah. But three, right. like, two rivalries right. and then your target game to finish the season. That's yeah, it's huge. Some tough schedule. Everything's lined up. That offense is playing uh, very well, and the defense has picked it up. So. Let's go Rams. Yeah. Let's get Gotta it. stop the triple option this week. We'll see. I root for the Rams. I know they exist. <laughs> I played the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I know they exist. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Okay. With that, AJ, I'm going to uh, – oh, the Broncos won, so you got to take 30 seconds to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> But my 30 seconds would just be the same thing that I want to use for my Who Won the Week, which we already just talked about in the last segment as well. Uh, we're getting redundant here. Okay, well then. Go for go. his Who Won the Week. Who my, won the hey, week? No, okay. The Buffs won <laughs> the week up. because they they got the ball rolling on the Mel Tucker era and are starting to usher in a new era of Colorado football. I think we really will look back on this weekend one day and this week really starting with Alfano committing, the Buffs getting the win, the multiple commits after that, I think we really will look back on this one day and say that was when we started to see it, it turn into really, truly the Mel Tucker era. So the Buffs won the week. I know I already talked about it, but I'm talking about it again. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was just hyping me <laughs> up even more. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, wow, I went a little over. Yeah, well, I couldn't get the Wait, I want this play. <laughs> Mad dash to the buzzer. I want my 30 seconds back. <laughs> no, I'm that's not how that works. I just want to say these are like wishes for a genie. Like that you've used that you've used that. I'm, I'm wishing for more gone. wishes. No yeah. one's gonna complain about this. I just want to say the content that have been that has been created by the people in this room and the people outside of this room, uh, I think is at an all-time high for what it's ever been at, at the history of this company. Uh, Adam with the list, like the breakdown that you did. It's just really, really cool to look at what we've started to create here. And so if you haven't subscribed, uh, I really think that you will not. Actually, I guarantee, I personally guarantee that you will not regret it if you subscribe, if you are a fan of any of these teams. It's been really cool to see us like take everything to another level that I personally didn't even know existed. Amen. And with that, use the promo code Allie at checkout to help your girl out. Nice. <laughs> well done. Thanks for that selling that for me, Ryan. That was a um, nice alley-oop you just threw down. Hey. That was, oh. that was yeah. fun. Oh. Nice. I, I liked that. Oh. Oh. That was my Twitter handle in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No. You have been so cool. Yikes. <laughs> 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 yep. um, just oh, wow. It wow. <laughs> Genuine, you must have been so cool. It must so cool. <laughs> All right. I want to make that my text message ringtone. You <laughs> <laughs> must have been so cool. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Adam, with that. Oh, am I up? Yeah. Yes, because AJ can't control himself. I love it because AJ, like, oh. AJ has a pretty, uh, he's pretty picky when it comes to his humor, but when something hits, <laughs> something hits, it really hits. Oh. Uh, okay, Adam, go. It's too good. Six weeks ago, I sat in this very chair. Oh, this wow. very one, and I was laughed at because the person I nominated did not lead to wins in regular season games while I stand here before you ladies and gentlemen of the jury and declare Nikola Jokic as the winner of this week for not hitting one but two game winners at the buzzer more or less at the buzzer and single-handedly carrying the team to a victory to a W equivalent of two walk-off home runs game winning goals I don't know if there's a name for it Hail Mary touchdowns he had two of them in one week it's easily Jokic 
Against two of his biggest rivals. Thank you. <laughs> against two of his biggest I mean, rivals. Embiid, Embiid you and Cat include are like that the, the other guys, right? It's they like are most certainly the other guys. Yeah. The other. Not that's, the guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh-huh. They're two uh-huh. and three. Mm-hmm. There's no argument you could make against Jokic being the best center right now, which is just so cool. Right now, you have to wait till the next time they meet for you to be able to bring up any of those other two guys. Oh, feels so Sit good. down and wait. Sit down and, and wait your turn. All right, AJ. Go. Uh, I mean, you're missing 25% of your team and you go 2-0 and oh at home. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, honestly, like you go 9-4 to four against that one of your... That was five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> One of your biggest rivals, and you blow them out against, you know, Matt Duchesne, who everybody clearly doesn't like anymore. And, I mean, everything everything just – it was a perfect confluence of events that they absolutely needed following a five-game losing streak. It was a 100% the thing they needed, and they overcame all the injuries to do it. Yeah, we sat here on this podcast with Rudo last week, and I was like, if, can they just go 2-2 two and two in their next four? Like, that would be huge. Well, they're 2-0 and oh in their next two, so – well, and now, you know, gravy. five a five-game road trip into a, a, the Western Canada trip, which is always a death trap for them. They go 500 on that, and they have largely survived the injuries. Yep. Yep. All right. Drew, do you have a Rockies one? Do you want to choose another team? No, the team? Rockies did nothing this week. I've, okay. I've got one, though. All right. Okay, I'm actually going to pick Will Barton for the winner of the like week this. because you expect Ooh. Jokic to be the best guy on the team to do all the things, hit the game-winning shots. Welcome to the NBA. Will Barton has caught more hate than maybe any Denver athlete over the last several months. More disappointment. More Trade than that Ian guy. Desmond? I was going to oh, say Desi? Desmond doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Ian Desmond of the Nuggets. And he emerged this week as a guy who now everybody wants to see as a part of that starting five. He's a member of the core. He's been playing fantastic, inspired baseball. I love a player who can shove it in the nice. face of his haters. Will Barton is shoving it in the face of his haters. A lot of people got to come out and say, we were wrong. Love it. Love it, Drew. Beautiful. I think Will Barton is a baseball player now. Will Bar- he did say he's playing some great baseball, but you I, know, we're going to forgive that. We're going to forgive it. He might be. We don't know. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't we don't know. know. We don't know. Can't prove you're wrong. Desmond at me. I imagine him right. laying down some great bunts. He'd really? be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Could get good down the, bunter. Yeah. Doesn't strike me as a bunter. No. <laughs> he goes for the home run no matter the <laughs> circumstance. Right yeah. around third, we just need the sack. Exactly no, right. man. I'm not Go talking about it. his mentality. Just his body type looks like a guy in baseball who would lay down some good bunts. <laughs> What strike approach? It's like Dexter Fowler. Hold on, hold on. What body type makes a good bunter? Like the lanky guy who doesn't have much power but is quick. Can move that bat in and out with the long arms. How many are there? A lot of baseball players that are six seven one ninety. Is that like a body type in the in baseball? They're probably zero. (laughs) Yeah, there are a couple of guys who are six seven, but they are like Stanton and Judge. Yeah, they have some power behind them. I don't think Barton has that much power. I could go for Stanton and Judge laying down bunts. I think that'd be entertaining. That would be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a lot of fun. With this, last week we had a conversation of which uh, Denver athlete would you want to see on each other's teams. Well, Bumpy Buffalo came through again with a question saying, thanks for the great content. I am really, really glad that you do this pod as it keeps me up to date across all the, all across the state. I already asked about players, but now I'm curious, what GM or head coach would you take from another Denver team that would make your team better? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't we all just take Connolly? Well, no, no not you. Yeah. GM or head coach? Oh, right. Um, Michael Malone has a good like head I, you know what football if, if I for guy. the Nuggets I would take Mel Tucker because they need some recruiting <laughs> there's only so much <laughs> nice. internal internal development you can get 
That's good. Eventually, you need to get one of those number one guys. I love it. See, I'm taking I'm taking Tim Connolly because the Avs badly need a new AGM for their AHL team because their internal development has been really poor. Mm. And so I'm going to take Tim Connolly and have slight, him uh, slight downgrade in position there. Have which is you know what that's cool. That's all right. You also allowed. have you'll have the greatest job security. Craig Billington has been there for what 10 15 years now and has experienced almost no success at any level of his job and is wildly incompetent and continues to keep it so he would never have to worry about a new job he could just keep it forever and anything that he accomplishes is more than what's been accomplished wow well sold sold. (laughs) yeah okay i I feel like the nuggets uh offense got exponentially better once they brought in mike malone is that fair to say? <laughs> they also brought in Nikola Jokic that year. Yeah, so I mean, it could be stop. one, it could be the other. <laughs> I already took Poorly. Jokic on the Broncos. <laughs> I can't take him again. I, whoever has the best offense, that's, I, the Broncos need him as their coach. So I'm, I'm going with Malone. Okay, before we sign off, we've got some people really happy with uh, on YouTube with Adam saying, here for the reading of the Gospel of Jokic, Gospel of Jokic according to Adam, preach. May us all be present in his words. Amen. Oh, my God. Those are all different. Tried to tell you. I'm telling you, man. It's a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Time to get Eric involved. Make a shirt. Okay, with that, this is the Denver Sports Podcast. Be sure to leave a rating. Um, and ask us questions every week. Subscribe to thednvr.com with the promo code Allie. Go check out Breck Bruce. Tweet at us if you're drinking some Breck Bruce. And that's all we've got for you this week. Bye.